Horror Comics have been scaring readers for years. Is there anyone brave enough to sit down with their creators? This is Discussions with Decapitated Dan. This week on Discussions with Decapitated Dan... Disappointing Monsters creators Owen McKinder and Daniel Bradford join us to talk about their webcomic and so much more. Discussions with Decapitated Dan is brought to you by Curious Goods and Comics.com. Don't be afraid to lose your head over all the savings. CuriousGoodsAndComics.com, where Decapitated Dan gets his books. Are you a comic book creator? Do you write, draw, color, letter, ink, edit, or do your own webcomic? If so, you're eligible to nominate for the Ghastly Awards. Go over to GhastlyAwards.com and find the nomination form and nominate for this year's best in horror comics, the Ghastly Awards, honoring excellence in horror comics since 2011. GhastlyAwards.com. So, welcome everybody to this week's discussions with Decapitated Dan. Joining me for their first time on the show, we have Owen McKinder and Dan Hello. Bradford. Hey guys! Hello. Hey Dan. So uh, we start off every show with just a very simple, who are you and what do you do? And uh, we'll let Owen go first. That way people know Owen's voice compared to Daniel's voice. Hi, I'm Owen, and I am the writer and colorist for Disappointing Monsters. And I play in a band called The Birthday Massacre. That's about it. I'm Daniel Bradford. I am... The guy that draws all the line art for Disappointing Monsters, and I am also the co-creator and artist for Robot Thirteen and King. Very cool, very cool. Um, one one thing I have to say to you guys now that I have you, you know, on the line here is congratulations on winning a Ghastly Award last year. Thank you very much. Thank you. You guys went above and beyond with the with the framing jobs. <laughs> <laughs> you made us judges happy that we that we started the awards. I got to say that for sure. So congratulations. I hope uh, you get up again this year. We'll have to wait till December to, to find out. But right. fingers crossed. Fingers right. crossed. Um, now, you know, we, we are here to talk about Disappointing Monsters. Uh, so let's just start at the beginning. How did you guys uh, meet, come together to, to work on this project? Uh, Daniel, do you want to? You go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, well, we met in Arizona in a, it was actually in the alley behind a bar that I was playing. And I was just sitting there talking to someone, and Daniel sent his wife over with some comics for me because he was too afraid to talk to me himself. And uh, and she handed me a stack of comics, and I just turned to her, and I was like, wait a second, I need to talk to you. So then I went over and I chatted with them, and it turns out we had an awful lot in common. And uh, I showed him my Boba Fett helmet. we talked about nerd stuff and then here we are (laughs) (laughs) my question then has to be how did you know he was into comics me um 
I think, uh, oh, uh, actually it was, uh, uh, my wife was following Owen on Facebook and, uh, she noticed that when he stops in, 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 uh, for shows in different towns and cities, he tends to, uh, post on his Facebook if any of the local people that are going to be attending the show can bring him some comic books or if they can tell him where there's any comic shops and, uh. I think it was uh, um, the show after the one we uh, originally first met. Uh, my wife and I took Owen out and and uh, got him some, some oh, uh, comics. Yeah, you bought me that that giant Penny Arcade book with the with the uh, the unicorn on the cover. That's, that's right. Okay, so so that's how you guys started to get the ball rolling on on everything. But when did uh, when did you come up with the concept for disappointing monsters? I'd actually had been disappointing monsters when I was in college was a uh, a strip that I was uh, it was a daily strip that I was doing called uh, Bedhead. It was slightly different. Um, the premise was the same. Uh, the uh, characters were named uh Leroy and Mr. Wilson at the time and it was still just the same you know little boy and and a, and, a, and a zombie but i had been wanting to kind of get it back going you know in in web comic form but i didn't really want to do the writing cuz it's it's just not it's just not my forte and uh Owen and i had I had one day been uh, having a bit of a back and forth uh, for a while, just kind of quoting Calvin and Hobbes uh, to each other and and uh, and giggling, and then it it, it just kind of hit me then, you know, that that here here's a guy that I that I know that is that is, has a fantastic sense of humor, and uh, so I just kind of asked him, and he was all for it, and then it was probably maybe couple weeks later he sent me you know a good handful of script ideas that were just hysterical and uh we just kind of went we went forward from there yeah it kind of came along right at the the right time when i was looking for something new to do it's getting a little bit bored of my everyday life and this was a a nice change sure sure so um okay what is disappointing monsters give me the premise uh, it's basically about uh, a small boy named Gilbert and his imaginary zombie friend Edison, and then they've got some other monster friends like uh, Pennywise from It and Cthulhu from uh, the H.P. Lovecraft lore. But the, the whole the whole idea was originally to to have him live in this world where he sees all these monsters, but no one else does. But we never really established that. So. <laughs> So he's kind of forgot about that. Like, forget it. it. It's just it's Monster World. That's where he lives. Sure, sure. Yeah. It's it's mostly immature fart and dick jokes, but uh, we we get a little bit serious at times. It definitely so, it definitely has that comic strip feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a good way to describe it. So, okay, um, when did this start? Uh, you know, in terms of strips, how many have you done so far? Um, I think we're in the 70s now. Yeah, I mean, we're we're definitely able to fill up a pretty decent-sized 
book at some point in the near future. Yeah. We started uh, April of last year, so 2011. Okay. And, uh, so we, we haven't been doing it for very long, but when you do it weekly, the strips add up pretty fast. Now you say weekly. Is there? Do you aim for a specific day of the week? Or <laughs> well, it, it used to be Mondays, and then we realized that we can't stick to that because we're both pretty busy. <laughs> <laughs> and so it became like, let's do a Fridays instead. And then it it just became any day that we get them done. Like we haven't done one in a week because we've been too busy. But uh, yeah, so we just kind of do it whenever we have time now. Does the, There'll the, be one this week, but we just have we missed last week. Yeah. Does the does the latest one shovel face play into that with uh, with Goober? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> that one was a was a a very quick one. <laughs> we were just like we don't have time. Let's just throw a cat picture in there. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of um, you know in terms of. Building an audience, we'll, we'll talk about you know why webcomic in a, in a little bit, but in terms of building an audience and, and sustaining it, do you have a good following on it? <laughs> yeah, uh, we have a good following on it. Um, pretty much, okay. Well, <laughs> I I, I kind of had a somewhat of a theoretical plan when I was uh, when I when I wanted to do this with Owen and. That being, he has a pretty uh, established fan base already. And uh, uh, due to his band. And uh, so it was kind of like one of those things where it's like, uh, well, you know what? He's got such a, a loyal following that if he, whenever he announces that he's doing a webcomic, then boom, instant readership. And, uh, and so it was, it was kind of like, we will combine his fan base with mine, which is substantially smaller and, uh, go from there. And I think that his fan base is pretty forgiving because of the fact that we have, we do, uh, miss a few weeks once in a while. Yeah. Um, so in keeping that, ba- that, that readership, it, it grows. I mean, it, it, it definitely grows, but, um, it's not something that we're totally really concerned about keeping that established fan base. Cause they're there. They're not really going anywhere. I mean, it's a free comic and we just announced whenever there's one up, right. if it were paying or if people were paying for it, that'd be one thing, but you know, right. Yeah. We, we don't really make any money doing it. So it's, it's really just our, our free time that we're dedicating to it. So I think people are pretty understanding about that. Oh, sure. It's so it's totally uh, for the love of doing it. Exactly. Deal, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, why webcomic compared to taking your time to do a print? Well, webcomic was was just easier for our locations, really. Like he lives in Arizona, and I live in London, Ontario. So getting something to print would have been a lot more difficult than uh, than just kind of a, a quick thing that we can throw up online that we can both enjoy. And we have done some print, but it's it's mostly for for when we do cons. Uh, we typically get a, a small run of books together. Like we, we've done we've done two books so far. One of them was just a a, a small uh, like eight and a half by eleven folded in half format book, and then we we just did one called uh, called Carpe Tyrannosaurus that is an actual full size comic book. Okay. 
Is that new material or is that reprinting the web stuff? It's just reprinting. Uh, eventually, we're we're gonna do some some original stuff just for for book format. We have some ideas to do kind of a a twisted take on the children's book Goodnight Moon called Goodnight Blood Moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, <laughs> some that kind of stuff. We were actually going to do a, a printed version of. I wrote a poem that is basically the plot of the movie The Thing. And but it's it's written in sort of a a bit of like Doctor Seuss meets Edgar Allan Poe. So maybe we'll do that someday. One one thing I like to ask uh, people in terms of you know why like like how we're talking about why webcomic and stuff like that for anyone out there listening who might want to be starting a webcomic you know what kind of guidance could you guys give them? Oh, it's easy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, if you want to do it, there's really nothing stopping you. Yeah, it's just uh, all you have to do is get yourself a website and draw some monsters fighting aliens and throw them up there. <laughs> did you guys did, now? Did you guys uh, design the website yourself? Are you going through any particular ser- like of any of those webcomic servers or anything? Uh, no, we have it on our own server. I designed it all myself. Uh, there, I've been working on a redesign off and on for the past like four months, so eventually that'll that'll get put online. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, we do it all ourselves. And since we haven't said it yet, what's the website? It is disappointingmonsters.com. Uh, okay, if I go to the website, uh, what can I find on it? Uh, well, on the main page, there's a, a comic that is typically updated every week. Um, and then there's a small blog underneath, and then there's across the top you have uh, a little uh, new readers page that gives you a, a quick rundown of the characters and and the, uh, the the premise, so you're not totally lost. And then there's just some some links, and along the side there's links to our various pages, like Daniel's comic pages or his comic uh, publisher, uh, Blacklist Studios, and to my band and our Deviant Arts and whatnot. There's an empty store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any any plans of uh, merchandise or anything like that other than books? Too much, really. Too much. Yeah. We always talk about it, but then uh, I, I used to know how to set up stores, but it's been so long since I've done one that I don't really care to learn again, so we're just sure. going to try to find someone else to do it for us. Um, since we're going to kind of split off and, and talk to each of you separate about some of the other things, we're going to move the last section, segment of the show up a bit. Uh, what got you guys into comics in the first place? Uh, well, I've just been reading comics since I was a kid. There was a store across the street from me that had a little comic rack, and I just started buying them, and then eventually I discovered that there are these things called comic stores, and they're amazing. And I started going there, frequenting there. On the weekends, yeah. Daniel, yeah, I, I, I just been, you know, I'd, I'd been reading comics off and on and, and until college. And uh, when I was in college, I, I, I basically just focused on, on my studies and 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 whatnot. It wasn't until after I got out of college that I kind of got back into reading comics and uh decided I, I really wanted to create comics as well and uh you know with a background in design uh creating my own comics has been 
somewhat easy from, you know, so I, I, I emphasize on the somewhat, uh, but it's, it, you know, being able to actually understand how, how the, you know, the production of, of creating a comic book goes, it's, it's been pretty easy for me to grasp and, and adapt to. So everything from drawing it out to lettering it, to sending it off to the print, you know, it's, and it's something that I really enjoy. It's very, it's a, it's a, it's a fulfilling craft, I think. Yeah. I find that if you're, if you're creative, then making comics is one of the easiest things you can do, but it's also extremely difficult because sometimes it'll just flow organically. And other times you'll sit there with like a pen and paper and just do absolutely nothing for five hours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but when it does flow, you're like, "Yeah, this is great. This is this is my so destiny." Awesome. <laughs> and then the next day, you just hate yourself. Since this is a, a horror show, I gotta ask: When you were kids, did you read anything horror? <laughs> a lot of Stephen King for me personally. I mostly read fantasy and sci-fi when I was a kid, but I watched a lot of horror movies. Okay. So. Yeah. Uh, growing up, though. I I actually remember coming across uh, scary stories to tell in the dark for the first time in sixth grade, and absolutely falling in love with uh, Stephen Gamble's artwork. So, as a small child, uh, uh, Stephen Gamble had a had a severe influence in in my tastes and and all things visual horror. You know, it's just he's he's remarkable. Comic-wise, what are you guys reading now? What are you enjoying? Um, well, I I really love Chew. Um, I don't know if you read Chew. It's it's about a detective who has this ability where he can eat something and then see its entire past. So, like, he eats an apple and he can see where it was picked and what kind of pesticides. Or he eats a human finger and he can see who chopped that finger off. It's it's pretty good. How about you, Daniel? Are you reading anything these days? I, I am. That's that's. I mean, it, it, it's it's pretty much. I I absolutely adore Eric Powell's stuff. Anything. Yeah, everything that, he does is amazing. Yeah. Um, anything related to Magnola's Hellboy universe, I'll I'll devour. Um, but it's 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 largely. It's largely that stuff, really. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, I've, I've been kind of turned off of DC ever since they decided to just kind of hit the restart. Um, oh, those, those logos are weird. The new DC ones. <laughs> the whole thing itself is just bizarre to me. Does that mean you're going to be dropping some Marvel pretty soon? <laughs> I actually have not read Marvel since I think early high school. Good, yay! Yeah, it's it's been a while. <laughs> One thing I I don't prep any uh, guest on the show for is uh, the next question that I got to ask you guys, and you can decide who goes first. Oh, and you get a little leniency leniency on this because you actually do. Um, Musical concerts and stuff like that, so you might have a, a pretty elaborate answer for us. But you right. gotta tell tell me the most horrific thing that has ever happened to you at a show, music show slash 
comic book convention. Oh. Most horrific, eh? Horrific. Hmm. Uh. <laughs> I can think of some pretty bad stuff, but I don't know. I don't know what is is the most horrific. Um, I think it's. I can think of something that's pretty em- embarrassing. Only if you want to say it. Sure, I've I've told many other people this story. So uh, once I was playing a show. Uh, in I think it was in. Atlanta, maybe? I don't know. doesn't matter. Uh, no, Philadelphia. Yeah. And uh, I was trying to go to the bathroom. And the backstage, the the door was, was locked in the in the bathroom. And the, it was right beside the stage. So it was blaringly loud in there. I was banging on the door and no one was answering. So I went out to the public bathroom. And I didn't want to go there because... It was a very small bathroom, and it was a really crowded show, and I just didn't want to have to wait in line when we're going on in, like, 20 minutes. So I go over there, and I go into the bathroom, and first of all, I get into the stall, and there's no light in the stall, so it's completely black in there. And I, I had to poop. I'll okay. put that out there. So, so as soon as I close the door, I hear someone go, Was that the guy from the birthday massacre? Is he t- <laughs> <laughs> and I should also point out that nobody notices me at shows. Except when you have to poop. <laughs> One time someone notices me when I'm taking a crap. <laughs> Alright, Daniel, you had time to think. Now you're up. Oh, man. You know, it's, it is it is hard to just... I find myself being horrified for other people <laughs> at a comic convention, you know, rather than being horrified myself. Um, and that just, you know, I mean, I, I, I enjoy cosplay as, as much as, as the next creator, but there are times when, when, uh, there, there was a, a, okay. I, I guess it wasn't necessarily when I was horrified, but I, I was pretty, uh, I was pretty embarrassed. I, I, I turned pretty beat red when uh, I was. Uh, it, it, this was in the New York Comic Con a few years back, and I, I, I was, I was wrapping up um, a series of sketches at, at the end of a show, and. One uh, one one woman comes up to my table and asks me if uh, I had time for a Batgirl headshot, and I was trying to finish up a sketch, so I didn't bother looking up. But I I you know answered her. I told her, yeah, absolutely, um, just a headshot, and she said, yeah, and and I said, okay, cool. And I I look up to take her sketchbook, and it was a a girl dressed as Power Girl. And it, it it was basic. All I all I saw was nothing but boobs, and did we lose him? I think we lost him. No, oh, all we get is boobs. <laughs> nothing but boobs. <laughs> oh well. Uh, while we wait for him to to come back. 
Sure. Which means I'm just going to hang up and call him back here. Uh, right. Any upcoming shows, comic shows, or anything that you're going to do? Any upcoming concerts you're going to do? Uh, well, as far as comic shows, Daniel has a whole bunch of comic cons coming up. I don't have any comic cons coming up, but uh, my I'm I'm going on a, a, a U.S. well a North American tour that starts on uh, Halloween. Actually, our first show is in Cleveland, and it runs until uh december 3rd i think okay yeah so we're we're all over the united states probably near you whoever you are that is listening <laughs> <laughs> all right daniel you left us off at boobs you all can hear me okay now we can hear you yeah. now oh sweet it was just that oh okay big big <laughs> massive boobs in my face and it was it wasn't something that i expected you know and it was it was very much just like a, a butt that was just right there. <laughs> some, some big butt boobs. Yeah. So it's like you know I don't find myself speechless very often, but that Power that, Girl that Power Girl's one of those costumes that you pretty much have to have big boobs because that's that's the point of that costume. Yeah. It well yeah it is, but when you don't know that it's Power Girl, you know standing in front of you, then. Right. Right. It it can be kind of shocking. Well, how about you? What comic shows uh, you got coming up that people can come see at then? Um, mostly local. Um, there is a uh, by local I mean in Arizona. There's a uh, I'll be at the Amazing Con in uh, January. That that's going to be in Mesa, Arizona. Um, in November, I will be at the. Uh, I'll be at the Tucson Comic Con in November as well as, um, no, that's it in November. So Tucson Comic Con in November, January will be the Amazing Con. March, um, I will be at a steampunk convention called the Wild Wild West. Um, but also, I will be. I have plans to be at the Emerald City Con as well in, in Seattle in March. Okay. Um, July will be. Uh, no maybe it's june no it's may okay uh may i'll be at the uh, phoenix comic-con as well so i've i've you know i i I, chances are i'll be in san diego as well not really sure that's always major toss-up um but uh i've 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 got a number of shows that that i'll be at, at, at this year sure Sure. Uh, okay. Um, now is where the part where we're going to split up into, into groups, kind of. No. Um, I do. We we only got about five minutes, but I do want to make sure that we do mention the other projects that you guys have going on. So we'll start with uh, Daniel. Tell us about King and R thirteen. Uh, Robot thirteen is a book that I've been doing with Thomas Hall for the past few years now. Um, a robot with a with a skull for a head fighting Greek mythological monsters. We are. I am currently drawing the fourth issue right now. Can't really give a release date as yet, but it will be this year. Um, the trade paperback has is is now available for the first three issues of that King. Tom and I have discussed the possibility of um, since it takes us a little while to get to King. Usually, uh, it's it's we decided that we're probably going to go ahead and, and treat King as a a page uh, backstory in the future Robot Thirteen issues. Uh, King is a uh, professional uh, wrestler in the Southwest that dresses like Elvis as his whole persona and fights monsters. 
all of those can be found at uh, blacklaststudios.com. Very cool. Very cool. And we'll, we'll have to have you back on definitely to spend a lot more time talking about these. Cool. That, that's that's for that. sure. I, I have them here in my hand, and I, I have read them, and they are absolutely fantastic. Well, thank so, you. So quit hesitating and get more out. Well, Owen is actually going to be handling colors for me on those now, so um, whenever he can. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I was at the I was at the the fan expo in Toronto recently, and Daniel mailed me a stack of, of well, I guess Tom mailed me a stack of King and Robot Thirteen, and King people would walk by and just stop and pick it up and look at Elvis wrestler fighting guys and just say, "I'll take this." <laughs> <laughs> Do a <laughs> lot of people the comic? They just wanted it because. It's Elvis wrestler fighting guys. <laughs> do a lot of people ask if it has anything to do with Bubba Hotep? Yeah. yeah. And I, I can never watch that movie now. I've never seen it. But no, uh, no, no, definitely not, right? Yeah, I, I, can never, I can never watch it now, just out of principle. <laughs> Which is kind of sad, because, you know, it would be right up my alley. There is another place I know that... Um, you can get these if you don't go to Blacklist. A friend of mine runs a store called Nerdgasm Comics Online. Oh, he, yeah, that's right. And, and he carries them. Yeah, that's right. So you can go to either or, but I just want to throw that out since Scott and I are. Um, okay, now, uh, Owen, tell us about the band. Um, well, I play keyboard in this band called The Birthday Massacre. We're kind of like... Uh, I, I, I describe it as... Uh, if Nine Inch Nails and Cindy Lauper started a band, that's what we sound like. I'm sure other people have different descriptions, but that that's mine at least. And uh, we've got a new album coming out on October 9th, which I'm going to pretend that this was recorded on the day that it's actually airing is tomorrow, I believe. And, only if uh, you hear, only if you catch it on on my website on Monday. Yeah. Otherwise, but it came out this week. Let's say that yeah. it came out this week. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's called hide and seek. Now. It's called hide and seek, and it's it's pretty good, if I do say so myself. How, uh, long, how long have you guys been together as a band? We've been together since 1999. Okay. So we've been together for for a while. I've been in the band since 2004. So I, I got in pretty early, but not not right from the ground floor. Sure. Um, yeah, and uh, we've been touring around for the past ten years, so we've been all over the place. And as Daniel was saying, we've we've got a bit of a, a fan base that helps out with my comic. Typical uh, band nowadays. Can I go on iTunes, look everything up, and, and download? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. iTunes, Facebook, birthdaymassacre.com, Typical stuff. I got SoundCloud, YouTube, UCloud, FaceSpace, all those ones. Very cool. All the ones you've never heard of. Um, well, let's wrap it up with this. Uh, once again, remind us of all the websites. Where uh, let, Let's start where Owen, list all your websites except Disappointing Monsters. Okay. Um, well, there's uh, thebirthdaymassacre.com, and then I guess our Facebook is Facebook slash thebirthdaymassacre, and all those other ones are slash thebirthdaymassacre. Um, and then I have... I actually have a Tumblr where I post a bunch of art. It's a, uh, it's Juicebox Spaceship, and then uh, I have a Deviant Art which is Calamity Bane. I should probably just change them all to Owen McKinder, but you know, you don't no. think. No, why? 
I need 12 different names for <laughs> exactly. all of Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Danny, how about you? What do you, what, what do you go? Where can people find you? Um, I'm on DeviantArt as Daniel Bradford. Um, Facebook. Before he continues, I should point out that all of these things linked link from DisappointingMonsters.com. So you can find them that all. That is true. Yes, that is true. Um, except my Twitter, which is uh, DA underscore uh, wait, no. What is my Twitter? It's You know what? You just do a search, Twitter, uh, a Twitter search for Daniel Bradford. Boom. I'll be there. There you go. There you go. And of course, you know, the the main reason we're here is to talk Disappointing Monsters, so DisappointingMonsters.com. Mm-hmm. Guys, I, I really gotta say, uh, it, it's been a long time since uh, I've been waiting to get you on this show, so I'm glad that it finally happened, and I'm definitely gonna have to have you back on. Uh, you know, once again, congratulations on last year's Ghastly Award. I hope uh, that the creators out there hear this, and they, they go and nominate you again for this year, so you can be in the top five. Well, thank you for having us on the show, and uh, it was uh, it was a pleasant surprise with uh, with the Gasleys. Yeah, there was there was one on there that that was nominated that romantically apocalyptic, mm-hmm. and uh, we were looking at their comic and like their Facebook and all their stats and everything, and they they blow us away in numbers. But of course, they've been they've been doing it for a lot longer than us. Yeah. So as soon as we saw that, we just thought, okay, well that's it. There's no way we're gonna win, and then we ended up winning. It's always nice to be nominated. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. speaking of which, yeah. there's that uh, the Sheldorf. Yes. Yeah. The nominate us for that, everyone who's listening. Yeah, that is uh, completely open to the public. It's not just creators. Right. So if yeah. you, uh, I think the, you, you Sheldorf Awards, or you can go to Detroit Fanfare and find the link to the Sheldorf Awards. And we're gonna get out of here this week uh, with a song from the Birthday Massacre. Which one are you? Are we gonna listen to here, Owen? Um, it will be. Our new track that we released before the album came out, it's called Down. Very cool. Guys, once again, thank you, and everybody enjoy Down. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye.